All right, guys, welcome back to Yinzer's Talking Sports. My name is Brandon. This is my co-host, Jeff. How's it going down there in uh, sunny Tampa? It's going, man. It's like 100 degrees every time you turn on the TV. Yeah, well, Steelers play Tampa Friday night, coincidentally, so that's a good way to get the season going. There's going to be a lot of people on the sidelines rehydrating. Yeah. It's going to be an ugly game. (laughs) Well, I think I saw um, Baker Mayfield's going to start for Tampa, right? I don't know if the Steelers are going to play Pickett or not. I would imagine not, but. I'd like to see Pickett at least for a, at least for a one or two series, but yeah. you know who knows. Um, Baker Mayfield's under a lot of pressure right now. He's not doing so great in camp, so we'll see. I like Baker Mayfield, so I hope he can straighten it out. Yeah, I think I read something about he's struggling a little bit. Um, I think it was kind of everybody expected him to get the starting job down there. Uh, Kyle Trask, I forget. I know there's a third quarterback, but... Yeah, he doesn't matter. Yeah. All right, so we're going to do something different today. We're going to do story time. Woo-hoo. And what I mean by story time is, you know, I've been to training camp a couple times. Brandon's been to training camp and met some people. Um, so I've got two stories today. And I'll tell one. I'll let Brandon tell one. I'll tell one. Brandon tell one. And... uh yeah. I'm going to start with Ryan Clark. Everyone knows who Ryan Clark is. He's uh, pretty polarizing. He's you either like him or you don't. He doesn't uh, pull any punches. He tells you what he, what he thinks. Um, he gives you your opinion, his opinion, kind of like Stephen A. Smith, but it comes across a lot better. So we were training camp, and I want to say it was about ten years ago. I took my wife. Well, unfortunately, is a Ravens fan, so we didn't really hold that against her. But I, I took do. my wife to training. Uh, so <laughs> we had a good time. I took her, and uh, I can't tell you what year it was, but I do remember Ben got. It was the last day of training camp, and Ben had his foot stepped on, and he was heard saying, "Like someone asked him how he was doing, he said, hey, how the hell do you think I'm doing?'" Feels like someone dumped a refrigerator on. I think it was Kendall Simmons that stepped on his ankle. So he was like hobbling off the field. Well, anyway, so everyone's doing autographs. And uh, we had been there for three days. And we'd already gotten Ryan Clark's autograph. And he was on a contract year. So he really was signing every autograph he could for the fans. You know, because he really wanted to stay. And uh, so, you know, he signed his jersey, and he signed some some lady got him to take his shirt off, and he, t- he signed his T-shirt, and then they wanted his Crocs. He had these orange Crocs on. He's like, yeah, you ain't getting my Crocs. And then someone <laughs> thought they, they gave him, he'd give his iPod. Everybody's like, yeah, that ain't happening. And some lady said, can I, can I get your pants? So... Ryan Clark had these breakaway pants. He tore them right off. Yeah, I think he had shorts on underneath. Signed the pants. And someone said, you know, can I get your underwear? And he was like, yo, yo, yo. Yeah, I draw the line in my pants. No one's getting my jock strap and all this stuff. It was pretty funny. He was like, and then they were kicking us out. They were like, everyone's got to leave, you know. And he started ushering everyone out. And I got to talk to him one last time. And he was like, 
you guys are still here. You've been here all week. He's like, yeah, we've been here the last three days. And he was like, do you need another autograph? And I'm like, no, man, you've been, you know, more than willing to sign everything I put in front of your face. And he said, well, Troy's still around. Do you want to talk to Troy? And I said, of course. And that was pretty much it with Ryan Clark. So that's my Ryan Clark story. He was signing everything. He was almost signing his drawers. Man, I I like Ryan Clark, too, because... I, I remember you telling me that at the time. Wasn't that like the year or two after he knocked McGahee out in the AFC title yeah, game? Yeah, it was, dude. He okay. was he was super fun to talk to. Out of every out of every player I've ever met, and I've met a few, he was by far the most engaging, the most entertaining player I've ever met. Yeah. I actually I was telling you before we went on air, I don't really deal with ESPN too much. I, I think it's too uh sensationalized like i don't know it's not sports as much as it used to be but i do like ryan clark and um i do read a lot of the stuff he does uh, okay. all right i'll go next um my stories are vastly different but i'll start with a good one if you remember this is how old i, I am. do remember this is how old i am i i grew up in western pennsylvania in a town called myersdale the sweetest place on earth that's the slogan but we have the Maple Festival, and every year it's a thing. Uh, we have a parade and this and that. We get, um, you know, different, fairly local celebrities like the news weatherman or, or somebody like that. Um, but anyway, as a teenager, me and some of my friends, my mother worked there for this for this organization. And when you're a teenager, they let you work on the grounds crew. You clean up the town with the trash and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, run errands all over. It's a small town, two thousand people, so a few guys can cover it. But one year, I want to say it was around ninety six. I feel like I was in eighth, ninth grade, somewhere in there. Um, we got a stealer to be the grand marshal of the parade, and that stealer was Ernie Mills. And if anybody remembers Ernie Mills from the early mid nineties, I know he went to Dallas. He was coming out of college, went to Florida. I was a big Florida State fan. Uh, my friend was a Florida Gators fan, but we were working the grounds crew. And it's such a small town and everything. Ernie Mills calls my house to talk to my mother because she was the one who handled these kind of things. I remember this. So he's he's in like a, a Mercedes in Somerset, which is like 30, 35 minutes away. And he called my house. My dad thought it was some prank call, one of his friends. So he hung up on Ernie. So Ernie called back. And my dad was like, you got to be kidding me. So he was calling for directions to the town. That's how it was before GPS. So if you're playing in Pittsburgh, coming to Myers, like I said, 2,000 people. um, You really got to look for it. Yeah, it ain't easy to find. But uh, he did find it. And when he got there, my mom knew, you know, we were football fans, me and my friends. So they called us in um, on the loudspeaker or whatever. And we got to go have lunch with him. Just me and my friend and him and – he signed some autographs and, you know, we talked college trash, like I said, Florida State, Florida. Um, but he's really cool to hang out with. And I was, you know, as a teenager from where I'm at, like, you don't meet football players. Nope. You know, it's like down here. I remember in Baltimore, see, people don't know this. Me and you met in Baltimore. And you remember we worked at Dick's Sporting Goods. Yep. And, like, they shut the store down for Ray Lewis to come in and shop. 
Um, like who? Arnold Palmer came in one day, I think. Uh, I do. I you, remember Arnold Palmer coming in. Well, my point is, like, when you live in places like that, like city or suburbs of city, you have that. But when you're in a small town, you don't see NFL players every day. So it was a really cool thing. And uh, that was my Ernie Mills story. Cool guy. Still I remember. I remember the Dick Sporting Goods thing. Who was the quarterback that came up to me? At Sporting Goods? Um, it, it wasn't Kyle Bowler. He was like, he ended up being a backup somewhere. He signed a big contract with like Elena. Well, anyway, he came up and he said, you know, dude, I'm, I play for the Ravens. I'm like, yeah, man, I didn't know who you are. And he gave me his name. And uh, he said, do you want to autograph? I said, no, nah, man, I'm a Steelers fan. Walked away. <laughs> I felt bad, but you know, I mean, I really did want it. I didn't really care. Oh, he, you're still you're a Ravens fan. That's a uh, Ravens player. That's great. Why well, not? Like I just I remember when, um, <clears throat> when uh, Ray Lewis came, they shut the store down. Oh, and I remember Arthur Rhodes come in when he played for the Orioles, and then Arnold Palmer was a big deal, but. It you know you just don't have access like that. Even now you run it, you see people around, like like here, um, you know. But anyway, what you got next? What you got? So anyway, so Ryan Clark goes and he must have said something to Troy, because Troy like so anytime Troy moves down the line to sign autographs, there's a whole crew of people that rise right with him. So as Troy moves, the whole crowd just goes. And I remember Deshae Townsend said, "What? Well, no one wants my autograph? They all want Troy. I was like, Deshae, I'll take your autograph. So he gave me his autograph. It was a year I think he got burned twice by Chad Johnson. That was funny. But anyway, nice. so Troy's like looking at us. So he comes straight up to us and he's talking mainly to my wife. Now my wife, not being a Steeler fan, can't stand the Steelers. Was like, ah, it's Troy Palama. He's so pretty. He's and I'm talking to her, and I'm like, give him my football. And she's like, he's so pretty. He's so pretty. So anyway, so during one of the plays, I guess he he got hurt. He had some blood in his eye, and my wife works for an eye doctor. She's a ophthalmologist tech at the time, and she was like, oh my god, dude. Your eye, it's bleeding. You got to get that looked at. Could be something else. And he's so soft spoken and quiet. It was like, you know, you're trying to like lean in and hear what he's saying. And uh, so he was talking to my wife mainly for about 10 minutes. She didn't look at me once. She didn't look at me once that big. So she's looking at Troy. And Troy's like, you know, talking to her about this and that. And she's telling him he, she's a Ravens fan. And he's kind of like, I'm sorry, you know. Kind of like, well, you know, someone's got to root for someone. So, but I'm sorry, you're a Ravens fan. And so he's just talking. I'm like, and I'm handing up stuff, you know. I'm trying to roll with the punches. And I'm handing up stuff from other kids. And he's just straight sign and sign and sign. And so, uh. He did thank us. He thanked us, you know, for talking to him and talking to my wife. But not that I actually got to talk to him. 
my wife got to talk to him. Not a damn Ravens fan. Well, that's good though, because um, you know, she got beautiful Troy Palomalo when down here she got Ed Reed looking like the homeless guy living under the bridge. Father you know, time. Can't see anybody like that before. Father time. <laughs> but I tell you, Troy is by far one of my the greatest Steeler players I've ever met. Um, he's by far one of my favorite players ever. Uh, he's a quality human being, not Paul just Monday. a great, not just a great football player. He's a great person. So that's my Troy Palomalo story. Oh, and I'll give you another story, right. real quick. So the players are coming off the field, and my wife's looking at, you know, some of these people. And James Harrison walks by, and she goes, "Who's that?" I was like, oh, that's James Harrison. He's not very tall, um, but he's like, he's wide. You know, he's as tall as he is, as, as, as tall as he is, he's like six feet wide. And she was like, who's that? I'm like, James Harrison is most, one of the most field linebackers in the league. And then walking behind him is Lamar Woodley, and she was like, who the hell is that? And I'm like, that's my other linebacker. He's on the other side. Because Lamar Woodley was like polar opposite of James Harris. He was just gigantic. And uh, she was like, who the hell is that? I'm like, Lamar Woodley. And she was like, oh, okay. There's a guy that disappeared quick too, Woodley. Well, so what else you got? I know you got something else. I got one more. It's not not a great story. Um. My Cordell Stewart story. Oh. Uh, so that, it was um, the same deal with, with the Maple Festival where my mother worked. Um, this was this was after Ernie Mills, late 90s. I want to say around 98, 97, 98. And uh, the Redskins at the time, commanders now, uh, they trained in Frostburg at the college down there. So... Uh, the Steelers being in Latrobe, they would scrimmage the Redskins down there. Well, somebody from the Washington side of things uh, was dealing with us and gave my mom sideline passes to take me down to watch the scrimmage game uh, for the Redskins and, and Steelers. I want to say it was around the year they signed Dana Stubblefield because I got his autograph when he was with Washington. Um, mm. <clears throat> anyway, so we watched the scrimmage, and it's fun, you know, Jerome Bettis, all these guys. and. Afterwards, that's when the players signed, as you know, from being Latrobe. So anyway, <clears throat> at the it was Gus Farrell was the quarterback for Washington. He was there talking to Cordell Stewart on the field, but I had the sideline pass, right? So as a as a kid, I mean, I was a teenager, but I was you know more or less a kid. So I walked up to Cordell. I kind of ignored Gus Farrell. Um, I that was around the time he banged his head into the into the thing and like hurt his neck. Um, that was the end of him. Yeah, he was never the same. But I, so I asked Cordell Stewart, "Hey, will you sign?" Like I was shy, man. It took a lot to get you know. And that that dude said, "No, go wait in line." Like, like I didn't have a sideline pass to avoid the lines. That was the appeal of the sideline pass, you know. So. uh that's my Cordell story. I didn't get his autograph. I left after that. I was so like, like bummed out. Um, and to this day, that's really my only negative as far as celebrities and stuff go. 
I think that's my only negative story is the Cordell Stewart. And I guess at the time he was kind of a jerk, but I guess from what I hear, he's kind of softened as he's, you know, many years removed. Something like that happened with Charlie Batch at one of the training camps. He went and signed autographs. He signed like three kids and that was it. And he was kind of like everyone's, and he kind of blew everyone off. And I think at one point he even went like that and kept walking. But the other one I got is we were at the mall. We were at, I want to say there's a mall in, it's not Latrobe, I think it's in Jeanette. It was like Green, Green Belt or Green something mall. And they were doing a signing there that day. And we had no idea. We just showed up. And we look over and there's Heinz Ward. And he's like doing pictures and he signed autographs. And it was it was pretty pricey to get Ward's signature. I think it was like I think it was over two hundred dollars that day, and I just didn't have it. Yeah, I, I would have liked to have met him, but so my cousin's daughter, he's probably like six or seven. Savannah gets on like the the edge of the fountain up on the little brick thing that's like two feet up, and she's waving at him, and he he actually he looks beyond the cameraman and he looks at us. And he looks at her and he winks. And she was like, oh, my God, Heinz Ward winked at me. And I'm like, oh, okay. So he nice. did. I mean, it was to her. But I couldn't, I couldn't believe he just winked at her. So she was, like, blown away. Yeah. The whole day, that's all we heard about. Heinz Ward winked at me. Nice. That was cool. Cool, man. It's cool to tell some of these stories, man. Well... It's um, it's good to do that. I mean, for training camp, like I said, the game start Friday night. Uh, we're going to record again later this week, and we'll talk about some other stuff with the with the uh, going into that game, maybe some pirates and whatnot. So, sounds good. Then our, ready to wrap it up. And then our recording after that will be about Friday night when they yes. take on the Bucks at seven, I think. Yeah, I might actually go to that game. I hope fingers crossed. I might go. Right. But I'm afraid because it's going to be like 100 degrees. And I might like wilt in the stands. Oh, yeah. I hate nothing left of me. (laughs) So we'll see. But uh, that's it for today. Cool. Thanks for watching. My name is Jeff. My name is Brandon. This is my boy Brandon. And uh, we will catch you next time. All right. Peace.